Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Thanks for turning over to side two of today's double whammy podcast, proving that if Gary's not here, Matt and I can talk for longer. Yeah. <laughs> well, Although me and Gary did do that extended podcast the other week when you weren't here. I think it's on yeah. the three of us. Three's uh, a crowd, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, let's do the intro. It's the Custom TV Podcast. Podcast. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke Gary and Matt with the Custom TV Podcast. Let's go. Uh, so, if you've um, listened to the first part of the podcast, or rather if you've not, you've already missed us talking about Peter Capaldi as the new Doctor Who. Uh, Channel 4's new drama Southcliffe and why we hated our country in I Love uh, My Country. Name me one um, to me. Yeah, I'm going to emigrate next week, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. You, you know what? That is the sort of show, actually, and I wish I'd said this if we had enough time. It's the sort of show America would do really well. Mm. I'm, I they already it love their country. It is a it. format that has been done in a lot of other countries. Or it's been sold to a lot of countries, so I, I reckon there is yeah. probably an American version plan. If it had been a competition between two countries, that would have made it more interesting. But it, well, it going wouldn't. for gold. Sort of esque. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's the sort of thing I was I was aiming for. Okay, um, we've still got plenty to talk about, including uh, new tricks, which is back. For a tenth, unbelievable tenth series mm. uh, on BBC One, Amanda Redmond and Alan Armstrong are going to leave the series this year, uh, being replaced by Tamsin Althwaite and Nicholas Lindhurst. But was this the first time you'd actually watched the new tricks, Matt, or was it the first I time? I think I what I sort of this is the first time I'd watched it sort of properly. I'd concentrated on one. I think I've watched bits when it's been on. You know when you know family members have been watching it. I've got a recollection of, of watching like maybe the first series, maybe bits of the first series, but I, I you know I haven't ever. It's been something that I've sort of thought you know I I don't really want to watch this. It it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, you know I I know other people like it, and I've got nothing against. Well, nothing against it, but there's always been something else. I think there's always been something else on, or it, it's just not been something. I think maybe it's something that my mum has liked. Maybe that's put me off. Well, last year it was up against Monroe, which mm. which we we like. Uh, Gary and I certainly liked a lot before you joined I liked it as well. the podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know about New Trick. It's, it's got a warmth to it that's lacking in a lot of TV drama at the minute. I um, 
the opposite of Southcliff. It is a bit daft, but again, I think it knows it's daft. Yeah, um, and I think... Go on, sorry. No, you go on. I think as well, I mean, this is this is coming to it. And I think I didn't really need... The only thing you informed me of that I didn't know, and I think as well they explained this quite in the first episode, was that Alan Armstrong's character was a recovering alcoholic, and I think as well, had had you not told me that, I still would have picked that up in the first episode. I don't, even though it's been going for ten series... I don't think that I was alienated having really not followed it. Um, and that's obviously a good mar- a mark of a good series, that you don't need to have that history to, to know what's going on. And I think maybe something, even something like Doctor Who, for example, I think plays off a lot of stuff that you ha- have had to watch a lot of episodes. And I mean, I sort of dipped out when David Tennant was in Doctor Who, came back into it when Matt Smith got the role, and, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't understand of the, of the Doctor Who universe, whereas New Tricks, I think, you know, you can jump in, and it's very sort of formulaic, but I think what it has got going for it is the chemistry between the leads, and even Dennis Lawson, who joined last series, has sort of slotted in. And I think part of the I, reason... I do think that's the biggest strength about reading, it. Reading interviews with the cast in last week's Radio Times, it seems to be as well that they've all known Lawson off-screen, so maybe, you know, they've known you know they've they've sort of been in the same circles as as Dennis Lawson, so he he is someone off screen that they're they're aware of. So the chemistry maybe translates on screen, whereas the new cast members Nicholas and Tess and Tasman Althwaite haven't known Dennis Waterman. Yeah, well, you wouldn't spot. imagine so anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well um, I'm reading with reading Dennis Waterman's stuff that he he was talking about Nicholas Lindhurst and saying, you know, I, I wasn't sure if he could do drama until I saw him I think was it Nicholas Nickleby or David Copperfield? He was in one of yes, the David Copperfield. David Copperfield and then I saw that and and realised he could do drama as well as comedy. Uh, just just briefly as well, I would say that I enjoyed a lot more the story you know, the character led story about the you know, Brian Alan Armstrong's character mm trying to find justice for this young lad who died in the cells and the, you know his death had been covered up, rather than the, the investigation into the death of this, uh, yeah. this shipping guy who, who uh, you know, had died ages ago. And I, I realised that obviously that's New Tricks' thing, but it did seem like investigation of the week type thing that I'd, I'd sort of seen before. Yeah. And New Tricks at its, at its best is when it's focused on the leads. Mm. When it's focused on on something that, that they're doing or the banter between them the crime story for me always sort of I watch that to get those banter bits mm. um, and they could have done without the comedy monkey as well yeah I suppose you're going to go to Travolta though you're going to have to have a monkey of some kind in there mm. but yeah I, I just think the be- that when it's at it's best it is making fun of itself it's the characters bouncing off one another and i think you could go back to like almost like agatha christie adaptations for that as well and and i mean some of the stuff that was around in the 90s like pie in the sky and stuff like that mm. that i really enjoyed back then and yeah, obviously i think with a letter with a lesser cast it could be awful which mm. is why it'll be interesting to see how tamsin or Ta- is it i'm gonna i know it's tamsin greg but i think it's tasmin alfwaite so do we have a look now sure. i'm gonna look now you tasmin, i'm fairly sure uh nicholas lindhurst i'm quite intrigued uh to be joining uh, as a big force and horses fan um it's tamsin. He is, is it are you sure tamsin yeah t-a-m-z-i-n tamsin alfwaite right, okay 
Yeah, um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he joins. And I, I do think it's, it's again, it's why people like it is because it's light entertainment. Although there's a crime mm. element to it, it doesn't ask you to switch your brain on to full power. You can watch it. Yeah. It's not confusing. You're going to get a bit of a laugh. Um, I sort of like them being stuck in the container, even though I could see that coming. I suppose um, uh, there's been a lot of stuff. I mean, Death in Paradise has been, I think, well influenced by, by new tricks as well. Because oh, certainly. That's got that, and again, we've got the cast changing in in series three on that one. But as you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's room for this sort of comedy drama it, crime thing. As I say, gone back to Pie in the Sky and stuff like that, and and there's other ones that sort of slip the memory. I, I mean, sort of question whether we need ten episodes of it each year, mm. but we will. Say that's it. as well. Going back to those interviews that I read, that's that's been that's part of the reason that that uh, Amanda Redman's left because. Because she can't, was hasn't been allowed to do anything else because of the commitment to those ten episodes. That's part of that contributed to the reason that she's left. I think. Um, also, then moving on, uh, that was new tricks. Like to know what you think about that. Um, you can get in touch with us via Twitter or on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash TV. Remember the the. It's very important. Um, veering from the scripts again. Just to talk about another long-running BBC One show, MasterChef is back. Celeb MasterChef started on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's on a lot. How many episodes in total are there? Do you know? And how long will it be on for? I don't think. I think there's a. Is there twelve or sixteen uh, contestants? I mean, just to just to put this into some sort of like context. Last, I think it was the last series, wasn't it? Celebrity MasterChef. They sort of put on in the daytime. People complained about it. Um, then they did like a weird highlight show on a Saturday night of what what happened on the on the daytime. Um, I'm not sure how. Obviously, this won't run as long as 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 the the standard MasterChef or MasterChef the Professionals. Um, I think each, but basically, what they do each week at the moment is that they whittle down the first four that start on the Wednesday to two by the Friday. I don't think it needs to be, you know, I don't think it needs to have two and a half hours devoted to it. I could have well had one and a half hours would have been fine for me. I mean, this this week's the four were uh, Janet Street Porter, Katie Brand, Joe Wood, and um, who who else was it? Heidi Range. Heidi Range. What what's the appeal of Master? Not just the Master MasterChef, but MasterChef in general. I think By it's the just way, so- the Radio Times are listening. I hate your website because it. It's always got the wrong listings on it, but yeah. Go yeah, on. I mean, the radio, I think whoever's whoever's doing the li- on recently, because I li- I used to really love the Radio Times website, but very. Recently. I just went to Thursday the eleventh, right of of August, mm. and according to there, uh, nine o'clock on BBC One, Nick and Margaret's we pay all their benefits. Yeah. Bizarre. Are you are you sure you're not going to the ninth of July or? or... I, it just says Thursday the eleventh. That's all it says. Of what? Of August. I well this Thursday. No, is Thursday the eleventh of July. That will be because the, the there's well, not the eleventh. eleventh will be next Sunday. How come I can't get anywhere? Go on, that's not relevant. Yeah, to the anyway, let's not have a debate about, <laughs> about the Radio Times website because it, it's really rubbish. And yeah, I think someone else has taken it over recently because, as I say, it used to be really reliable, um, and now it's not. Uh, so like, I, I I don't know what the appeal of Master Chef is per se, but I I. 
I enjoy I enjoy it I enjoy it when there's some you know when there's some interesting characters on and this this week in particular Janet Street Porter and Greg Wallace seem to have had some sort of feud I think she's probably written about some things he's he's done in the past and and that sort of escalated um, but her and Katie Brand were the strongest two competitors throughout and I don't think there was any jeopardy when the other two got eliminated I mean Joe Joe Brand Joe not Joe Brand Joe was it Joe, Joe Wood? Wood and, Joe Wood and Katie Brown. And Katie Brown. <laughs> Joe Wood um, obviously kept talking about being on tour with the Rolling Stones and cooking for them. Uh, but again, she, her, her cooking was very experimental. Heidi Range was the nervous young one. Uh, and and it was, it was, it was odd one. that her appearance coincided with the revelation that the, that the new Sugar Babes, because the originals are obviously back together now, probably won't be doing any more material together and I don't think oh. cooking is in the future for her. Matt, and it's also I, I, I love that sort of news to me what's... on the podcast. Hmm? You're lucky uh, I was sitting down for that one. And also uh, it's very hard and I know we've sidestepped this to this point that to make jokes of anyone with a surname range being on a cooking program. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and but I I don't know I I enjoyed it I I, I it is one of those programs that is an acquired taste and I know you don't like it very much and me and Gary do. Um, well, we talked about new tricks being very formulaic. This is very formulaic, but I they think both... there's too much of it on now. I think I think it's overexposed in a way, and I think I think that is is an issue. It, it is one of those programs that can be on three nights, but shouldn't really. I think you could do. I think they could have done, because the first elimination didn't come to the end of Thursday's programme. I think you could have cut it down and just had that on, on one programme and then had the second elimination on the half an hour show where they cooked for the crack team of Andy Peters and Christine Hamilton who had, who had previously been on and uh, Lisa Faulkner who won one series and is now John Tarot's girlfriend. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, inoffensive. You know what you're going to get. And certainly with the celebrity one, I mean, coming up, we've got uh, this next uh, um, instalment. We'll see uh, Aid Edmondson, who obviously previously gone on Hell's Kitchen, and as has uh, Janice Street Porter. It's weird how they've both gone back. And, yeah, I don't think, no, she wasn't falling that. out with Gordon. No, she, no, you're. Are you thinking of Edwina Curry? I thought Janet was on a no, show. No, I think you're thinking now. of Ed, Edwina Curry. I'm, I I'm, am Wikipedia-ing Janet while you talk. Yeah, you go, but I'm pretty sure that Gordon, because Gordon Ramsay only did one series of Hell's Kitchen, you know, Celebrity Hell's Kitchen, didn't he? And that was, I'm pretty sure she wasn't on that. I can't find their TV life on here. Just oh, do Hell's, just Hell's Kitchen then. Bum, 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 bum. Oh no, she used to be on the F word with Gordon Ramsay. There you go. But she, yeah, she was just a sort of contributor on that, wasn't she? Because she is a very, very good chef, and her and Katie Brown were the strongest from the beginning to the end, so you knew that they were going to be in last and disaster time, and they were going to be the ones who, who got through. Um, and similarly, uh, you know, Joe and, and Heidi struggled. Uh, but this, this next week, uh, you know, just inoffensive stuff that the BBC does well, and it's not on prime time like the like the normal one is on prime time, isn't it? At nine o'clock. This is on eight o'clock, and I think seven thirty was the Friday one. 
which again it threw me a little bit because I thought it was on at eight thirty and and I tuned it and I missed so I missed anyway. The fact that you've been missing this and we were talking off the air about the the weird scheduling of top the top of the lake. Mm. The fact that you've been missing these, you can't be the only one. It just proves, mm. despite what we have said previously, scheduling is important. Uh, I, I I think it, I mean there's a lot of like prime a lot of the prime time drama and a lot of the prime time program. I will watch on before they're on, but they're programs like like this that I'm not reviewing. That it's a lot of sort of pre-watershed stuff that I am not reviewing that I will watch. And if if there is a if there's a sort of jump in the schedule, then it, then it does affect it. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, enjoyable. I mean, I mean, briefly as well. If I'm just talking about the watershed, did you hear about this? Uh, the Holby City news that they. Yes. Yeah. Now shagging is allowed before the watershed. Yeah, I wonder how often it will get mentioned. And I could have sworn EastEnders had done it, but I, I, uh, I must be wrong. There's been actually as well a lot of complaints about a story on Holby City about organ donation. I know we. Were, I'm. I'm not going to mention it because I know you don't like Holby City or don't watch it. Anyway. I don't like it. I don't not like it. I've just never seen it. Really. No, I mean, there's been a recent story. I mean. Just generally about people complaining about TV shows. Do you think it's got over the top now? Where, oh, where people, people are, are phoning in to complain about Holly Willoughby's cleavage. People in today's society, and this this is our uh, TV is a good example of how easily offended we are in in mm. in modern day Britain. I don't quite understand. If you're offended, don't watch it again. Or I mean, I can understand yeah, to an extent the complaints about this organ donation storyline because it actually has a, had a knock-on effect of people taking themselves off the organ donor list. So I can understand something as serious as that. If it's, detriment, if it's detrimental, yeah, like yeah, that, then, and, yeah. and it, but in a way as well, I can see where they're going with it, and they have been saying that the the character who's involved in it shouldn't have done what she did and shouldn't have gone against the rules of the organ donation and has sort of alienated a lot of the other characters because of the way she went about it. So I think they have portrayed it in a negative, you know, this sort of going against it in a negative light. And I, I think people... It just proves up. how popular shows like this, EastEnders, mm. Corey, Emmerdale, are. We, t we never really discussed them. We talked no. about the the big things. It just proves how popular those shows are. I mean, I only watch Holby. The most frequently yeah. complained about shows. I mean, I only watch Holby because of my mom watches it. I wouldn't watch it if she didn't watch it because it's on when we usually have our tea. And I obviously she watches Casualty as well, but because that's scheduled later, I don't watch that. So obviously, I don't know what sort of goes on with that. But the, we talked about, didn't we? The most complained programs. Eight was, PM's. But, a 8 p.m. is a difficult slot, I think. I've always thought 8 p.m. is a difficult slot, which brings me very nicely uh, to Sunday night on eight at eight o'clock. With the, uh, no, no, I'm talking rubbish. Thursday night at eight o'clock. What am I talking about? Um, with the dealership, uh, Channel 4's new fly on the wall. Should we say manufactured or do you feel not? Not you so. Yeah, um, I was sort of hoping that this new three-parter called the dealership would be uh, the hotel-esque which is mm. still still if you ask me in five years that will still be one of the highlights of 2013 that last series of the hotel I was really hoping we might have latched on to something that was very similar in tone it and does. feel and, I know you were talking you know. in on take one about how like the, 
the the new celebrities, you know, like your face sounds familiar and, and programs like that. Both memories of like '90s shows and 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 yeah. the dealership for me. Evoke memories of like uh, airport driving school things like that. The clampers. The the what? The cl You remember the clampers? Oh, the clampers! I thought you said the clampers. Just about, just about people that went around clamping cars. Yeah. That was all it was. Uh, and people getting annoyed at them every week. That's all. I, it was I, but yeah, I I think because I you haven't seen this, have you? I have to admit now. Yeah. Um, what it basically boiled down to was was you know Essex car dealership. We had the James who was the 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 salesman. You know how you doing, darling? That sort of thing. Uh, I saw him get. Was he the guy who went to the young girl? You must love Peppa Pig or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You um, have to speak to them on their level. Yeah. Then there was yeah, Scott right, who right. was the the new salesman who really really couldn't get that that all important deal. Um, and there was also a work experience like called Declan, who was just hilarious. He was just like, who who was really sort of nerdy looking. Really didn't look like he fit in on a car dealership with all these sort, of, you know, these men in their suits, these sort of, you know, wheeler dealer types. He looked more like he'd be at home in like an undertaker's. Um, but the, that was sort of the contrast, and it, it was just, it was very entertaining. I mean, the sort of the the pivotal scene was involving like this teenage girl who really wanted a mini. Um, and but her dad wasn't getting enough for the part exchange that he wanted, and this was it. Sort of almost went to like it almost felt like they were sort of bartering some kind of peace treaty rather than just sort of haggling over a mini. This went on so long, and and like the emotional turmoil on the mother was just really, really. I mean, you shouldn't laugh at people when they're going through this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, no, it's trauma, it's trauma, Matt. Yeah, they're buying a car at the end of the day, and it just like it really, really got really emotional, but in a really I, entertaining way. I don't want this to sound controversial, but I can imagine it's going to. So, those people who complain about things, I think setting this in Essex, it is a tricky one. It either immediately alienates people who who say we've seen all the Essex stuff before, or or it people gravitate towards it. I saw the fact that it was in Essex didn't bother me one way or another. I learnt that no, no. With educating Essex um, a couple and of years ago. I think ago, it works obviously because because of the association with sort of you know Cockneys with this sort of area of you know like being wheeler dealers and obviously the Michael Caine thing. The one negative for me was uh, Jamie Foreman, obviously who oh. was recently as as uh, Derek, Derek in, in EastEnders. Um, he was narrating this. As it, as if he was sort of doing the narration to. Do you, have you seen Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels? Yes, it, no, that's Alan what it Ford's reminded me of as well. That, Alan mm. Ford's narration in that, yeah. where he he sort of talk, you know, introduces all the characters. Jamie Foreman was almost doing a sort of carbon copy of that. Well, he's been a, given direction, presumably, to, to do it in that. And style. It sort of detracted in a way. I mean, he did his narration. He wasn't in it all that much. He was just sort of introducing the characters, but I just felt it sort of detracted in a way and and over dramatised it. Whereas they should have had, like you know, a, a sort of just a sort of placid narrator, I suppose. Like you had. I often think on something like this, you almost if it's, if it's going to have narrators and fair enough to introduce who people are, you sort of need it. But you shouldn't even be thinking about the voiceover. Yeah. I mean, you don't think about you don't think about Hugh Bonneville when you're watching it. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself 
make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the hotel or... No, exactly. You, you know... I mean, we noticed the change in narration on who do you think you are. That was that was only because they went from a man to a woman, I suppose. In a way, they've gone. It is. I I looked this this time, and it's Sherry Lungi who's taken over from Mark Strong. Okay. Um, but again, you wouldn't know who it is, would you? I mean, you. I mean, Mark Strong to an extent had that voice, but he still did it. He still did it as sort of a plus in narration. I think, in no, a way, she should just be there as a guide. Yeah, she and I think we, I think on the whole, in in Britain, we do that quite well. Whereas in America, all their narration is is very quite oppressive, open. isn't it? Yeah. In your face. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to watch the dealership. I've got it. I just haven't watched it yet, and I I do think this is a sort of show that That's only really parts, Channel Four can do. It's, it's only three, three parts, parts, yeah. It's not asking a lot of us. Um, um, and I I think a little bit, we talked about an ITV fly on the wall thing recently called Happy Families, where we both sort of said, the problem with that is you're interspersing too much with the interviews yeah. and the action, and it doesn't feel like you get enough time with each of the people away from the camera. Bit this this is like three or four characters, just three or four, so, so... So, did you feel there was enough time of them on the full court in the Yeah, audience? definitely. I yeah. mean, there was very there was very few actual... Inter- I mean, you got a few, but they were more, you know, just them talking about... It was almost people talking about other people, like the manager's evaluation of, of the new salesman and of right. the, the work experience boy. And, and, and do you get the impression that these three will cover the same characters? Or will yeah, I think so. I mean, as well, you get the you you get the cameras like you know spy, spying in a way on the customers, which I think is always quite funny. As like you, I suppose in a way that is you know it echoes back to the hotel in a way where you get the staff and the and the, the guests. Uh, another docu-soap that started this week, this time on BBC Three. They've had three big docu-soap series this year, in my opinion. Um, one was called The Call Centre, which we sort of liked, then went off, then liked again, yeah, then liked went off. Um, uh, the other one was called People Like Us, which Matt enjoyed a lot, and I, saw, I really, I really liked got that. to like I by the end. That had, that had a lot to, you know, it wasn't. Whereas the call centre focused a lot on the comedy. I think people like us had that mixture of both, and I think that that's why that worked. Uh, and now this third series, um, Shop Life, which is billed as sort of a what because it's BBC Three, it has to have some element of sex and romance in there. So it's not a, just about the young people that work in this big shopping centre. It's also about their love lives and how they cope with I that. I didn't really that. get how, that. How do they cope what? with that and and working as well? It's incredible. I didn't really get There both. wasn't a lot of love lives in episode one, though, was there? There wasn't no, a lot of that. I mean, we, the main stories in episode one was the, the girl 
Helen, who was trying to be a model, you know, she worked in a sushi bar. And this guy, and, and what really riled me, and you can talk, I know you talked about briefly that you weren't a big fan of this last week. No. What really riled me was that storyline involving the young lad who worked in the skate shop, I think his name was Joey. And he, he kept saying, oh, you know, I, I, I'm so, you know, I get picked on all the time at work and I need this job because I'm paying, you know, my mum £30 a week and we're going to, you know, if not, we're going to have to move out if I haven't got this job. And I was like, well, do some work then. All the time, yeah. all the criticism his boss was giving him was very just, I thought. was was like, you know, you're turning up late, you're spending all your time in the stock room. And, yeah, fair enough. You know, that's, you should that's be working. the only part of this that I felt was real and genuine. What, and the, and the bit with Joey? When he was get, yeah, when he was getting the talking to by the boss, mm-hmm. I thought, no, they've actually done that thing that yeah. shows can do where they forget, they seem to forget the cameras there and just, you know, behave... Okay. These sort of shows are becoming too common now. Um, I have to say... Sorry, go on. They're just becoming too common, and they rely too heavily on, for lack of a better term, zany characters. Mm. I I did like the zany character in this episode, who was the the donut shop worker, who was a drag queen. You know what it reminded me of, more than anything? And I don't feel the same way about people like us and... um, and the call centre. It just it just reminded me of Come Fly With Me with David Williams and Matt Lucas. It was just yeah. you could just see all of them being played by Matt like, Lucas. Yeah, I got I, I get you I get that. I, I do understand where you're coming from in a way. Um and also I mean there was a heavy reliance on they wanted people to talk about this on, on Twitter because all the characters were introduced with hashtags. I don't know if you you spotted that. Yeah. That's it sort of reeks of and and as well, I get the impression that that they want to um, uh, get. It's almost like an advert for this this shopping centre uh, for people to oh, come there. Yeah, because they always they had lots of scenes in the champagne bar, which I I found a bit. Yeah, but I didn't. I I mean, I've been a big fan. Certainly, of people like us, I really enjoyed the call centre had its moments, and the call centre obviously. Another another thing this doesn't have is a big central character, which Nev was no. in the call centre, and the um, was it the Wakefields? I think they were called the family who ran the dry yeah. cleaners in I like in, them. I like in uh, people like us. They don't have that big central character, and I think maybe that's because they're you know they're all you know teenagers and early twenties. You don't have the you don't have an older character which you perhaps need to to I, pull I, these shows along. BBC Three. Too reliant on this sort of show. They're trying to find the next generation of Towies or Made in Chelsea mm-hmm. or whatever. People like us was um, was interesting. It shone a spotlight on a it world had that, that I, gravitas. Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. too. It wasn't knockabout, was it? It wasn't. No. It didn't have it that tone. It was silly in places. It was silly it, in places, it, it, but it still had it had that human element about it, and it did have. You know, they focused on you know the the sort of rougher element, you know, drug dealing and, and alcohol abuse and, and you know losing and, your and children. And Nev held the call centre together, mm. and it and this had no glue. No, no. At all. Uh, Shop life continues though for another five episodes, which again mm-hmm. I think is quite a lot for this yeah. uh, on BBC Three. Um, as part they of have their... got more characters who they didn't introduce in this first episode. They have got you know more people in there that, that, that weren't in this first episode whereas the dealership has got you know a core a core cast which i think will will be there for the yeah. next two. 
Um, right then, previews. We can talk about the stuff that you don't want to miss and the stuff that you want to avoid uh, this coming week before we're back on with another podcast. Um, Matt. Continuing very nicely, actually. A nice link actually, here. yeah. Look at the BBC segue Britain. we're doing. Uh, welcome to Belfast. Yeah, something BBC Three does very well. Documentaries. I mean, we had... Uh, the the mental health season, which I think is still continuing on, I don't know. It is, that. yeah. Yeah, I By mean. By the way, uh, if if you can still get it on iPlayer, the Rachel Bruno documentary. Oh yeah, it was we very. Good. Rev- no, we we have didn't been. review it on the site. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. No. Uh, but you, mu- it's just very very good, and she's a lovely person. She was a good narrator. I mean, failed by the yeah. NHS. I don't know if you if you saw that last week. Uh, it, I, I, had... I felt like something that would irritate me. We yeah, it did. It did me a bit. But yeah, I mean, all these programs. And I mean, we had uh, growing up poor earlier in the year as well. Called was... me crazy. Was was called me crazy. Brilliant. She's part Have of you seen scene. Extreme OCD Camp? I didn't see that. No. No, that's worth a watch as well. Yeah, so BBC I mean, Three had... for all our knocking of it. There are some good things on there, but I think they rely too much on yeah. yeah I mean, shows like the Shop summer Wars. the summer season on BBC Three, or I mean, we had the adult season a couple of years back. I think they do do well on these sort of summers of documentaries that, mm. that are sort of hard hitting. And and moving on from that tonight, and I've watched I watched this earlier earlier today. Uh, Welcome to Belfast. Uh, it centres around uh, the girl hosting it. I forget her name. Uh, worked for Alisa the Alice Hart. Alice, I think it's Al- Alice Hart. I think Alice Hart uh, works for um, the BBC and moved to Belfast. She's originally from Southern Ireland, moved to Belfast, um, and obviously this this uh, she follows a lot in this the uh, uh, Protestant, I think libertarians. I think you call them the the marching bands, um, who obviously very controversial and and leading up to their big march, which would take them through a Catholic estate and it's all building up will they or not and, and it is very balanced because at the same time she interviews two Catholic girls who have had experience in the past of 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 you know the 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 violence and stuff. And obviously sounds interesting. It's sort of since the peace treaty there is still this violence that goes on on the basis and there are still, you know, barriers between Protestant and Catholic sections. And I think it is a very well presented documentary i think she stays out you know she doesn't you know voice strong opinions either way i think that's a good thing and obviously it's very balanced in that it, it looks at both sides of the coin it looks at you know the how the catholics feel how the protestants feel and i think i think Sometimes it's very balanced bbc3 surprises me because this could almost be on channel 4 or bbc2 for me it's an important subject it's an important subject that's still but- very relevant. I think the way it does it makes it relevant to BBC Three and is that it's showing it through the eyes of young people who are, yeah, who are growing up in a supposed time of peace because obviously the peace treaty I think was 97 uh, or 90, no 98 wasn't it so 15 years ago. Yes and, 98. Yeah so 50 you know you're looking 15 years ago and it's looking at the people who've supposedly grown up in this town at time of peace. I mean, the girls are 18 and 19. I think the, the the band members are a little bit, you know, early 20s. So, you know, they're meant to have grown up most of their lives, but they've still got the experience of violence. And I think it, I think that works. And I think it works on BBC Three because, you know, they're all quite young uh, protagonists. Uh, moving That's on. Right. Yeah, tonight, 9 o'clock, BBC Three. There you go. Uh, moving on, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on ITV, we've got a one-off documentary, as we were talking 
I think on side one we talked about ITV. Um, I'd love and, it if we were on tape. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. Tape will come back. <laughs> tape will come back. Everything comes back round. Yeah, uh, Stephen Fry is hosting a one-off documentary on ITV about uh, London. He's recently obviously been given the key to the city and is using that to uh, go around, you know, Bank of England. Uh, uh, Tower of London, basically doing what Moriarty did in in the last episode of Sherlock. Yes, uh, but less destructively. But less so well, we don't know. We've not seen it yet. Um, you say that. Yes. Yeah. So that's on. I'm assuming that'll be sort of a knockabout documentary. You know, Stephen Fry's done a lot before on, on documentaries. He must uh, be continually working. He just must be. Mm. And uh, it goes across all the channels, which is something very few people can do. Yeah, Gadget Man and and uh, the Brian uh, America and the the um, Planet Word. Uh, yeah, so that's that. He hasn't that. done a Channel Five series yet, but it's coming, I'm sure. Moving on, Thursday and Friday, we'll see the return of uh, Field of Blood for a, for a two part uh, series again over two nights. Uh, this actually, the first series of this was interesting because it was aired on uh, BBC Scotland first, and because of uh, people sort of wanting it, I think they, I think they then it was on i, it's available on iPlayer through BBC Scotland, and so many people yeah. sort of said, why isn't this aired on 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 the BBC, BBC One? BBC One, one. It, it, it ended up there, but ended up sort of in a post post BBC, you know, ten thirty five, ten forty slot. It was an odd choice, and it also starred. Um, Peter New Capaldi. Doctor Who, Peter, Pum, Peter Capaldi. Am I right in thinking, Matt, that you're the only one of the podcast trio to see Peter Capaldi in the flesh? I have seen him in the flesh, yes. Um, and not in the flesh, the zombie uh, series. <laughs> of three. But, uh, yeah, I saw him last year. Uh, I d- he wasn't part of the Q&A, the but it was as part of the the hour screening that I went to. He was there to watch it, obviously. He was, he was part of that. And and obviously in the hour we sort of saw in a way you know he he sort of went between comedy and drama in the hour so that's interesting to see that because obviously other things he's been in he sort of played it either or but I think in the hour we sort of saw in a way how he can maybe do the Doctor because he played quite an awkward character in that anyway yeah so I did see him but he was he was uh, far you know he was just in the audience so so I, I he was know. just like a normal. It's just like a normal, yeah. So yeah, this this second time around uh, does have a lot of the same actors. Uh, um, I can't remember the name. Is Jade something, isn't it? Jade, Jade something. That's as far uh, as I got as well. Yeah. Jade, is it Johnson? Jade Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird um, how our minds work. Mm. Yeah. And she on the first series was like a, a junior, um, like copywriter or something on this paper, and since then she's moved up to reporter. Uh, David Morrissey is obviously. Uh, I don't know if he was the. I think he was the old editor in this He's one. He's the old editor, yeah. Uh, Catherine Kelly is the new the new boss. Do you know who um, I, re- I really don't like Catherine? Kelly. I really. I'll tell you what I liked her in uh, the the um, Kenny Everett uh, biopic. I thought she was very good in that. She was very annoying in in Mr. Selfridge. Mr. Selfridge and very uh, annoying in this. In this as well, which I haven't seen yet, but I will watch uh, just before it's on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think the first series was was the first two part was very well done. Um, and this one, I think, is set around the miners' strike. Yeah, I sort of there's so many things set in non in in this era now, or or you know, outside of modern day that I'm getting yeah. a bit fatigued, a little bit. Um, but 
Yeah, I'm so one thing I am glad about, whether I watch it live or I don't, is that it is a new crime drama. It's on at nine o'clock. It's on two nights. It's on BBC One, and that's what I keep hoping mm-hmm. on. I want, so I can't really moan. Yeah. Um, moving on to Saturday night, something we already talked about again on on uh, side one is uh, that puppet game show, which will uh, film a double bill with the uh, our, our most loved of shows, I Love My Country. Uh, this one, and we've talked about this as well. Um, when it was first announced, this is co-produced with Jim Henson Company, um, and it's basically—it's sort of—I think they're trying to make it like almost like a new Muppets, aren't they? Because there's sort of a behind-the-scenes story going they on. They call it a sitcom. Behind—they—they mm. the, they've built it as the first game show with the behind-the-scenes sitcom. Mm. But oh, they'd obviously forgotten about Rob Brydon's annually retentive. Um, and the fact that it's not funny in the slightest. Yeah, and this was this is uh, Jonathan Ross and Catherine Jenkins will feature in this uh, in this first episode. And actually, I I'd actually go back and read your your take on on when it was first announced. You wrote a very good article about Saturday Night Television, yeah. which with worth reviewing certainly certainly with both this and I love my country uh, airing uh, I think it's very relevant that article now and uh, finally uh, on sun- Sunday night at 8 on BBC 2 oh I don't know did I mention it's 6.45 BBC 1 proper game show yeah uh, you did you said that yeah Okay, I don't know if I mentioned the time. Uh, Dragons Den uh, Sunday eight o'clock. Yeah, this is the new uh, new lineup for Dragons Den. Obviously, uh, uh, Hilary Devey has left and gone to do that awful show on on Channel Four that that really got pun- you know bins around, shifted around. But there should be there's a there's a, a vehicle for her somewhere I'm sure. Um, and Theo as well I think has left now. Is Theo is the yep, other one. Yeah, no Theo. And uh, they have been replaced by Kelly Hoppen and oh, I can't remember who's the other guy. That's all. Piers Lindley. Piers Lindley. So it'd be interesting to see how this new lineup works. I know. It's, is it the first time that they've had two new people start, or maybe not? Yeah, certainly in my lifetime, watching Dragons. In my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> not to be over dramatic. Yeah, about I it. mean. Is this series ten of this now? This will be series ten of this. Yeah, so we've I got. I think we've had three series ten. What with new tricks and who do you think you are? Um, this again. I mean, you know what you're getting from Dragons Den, like you know what you get from MasterChef. Um, you, you, yeah, I mean, and and when it works, it works really yeah. well. It's it, you know, it, it can be tense, it can be funny, it can be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like you said with new tricks, and this applies to Dragon's Den, if it is again, it was I think it was ten episodes last time, it doesn't need to be that long. Six, six episodes a six episode yeah. series of Dragon's Den would work perfectly. It does it not It is six this be. time, so we're is it six this time. Yeah. Okay, so I think that in a way I think will will be a strength of it that there's only six so you'll only have the strongest you know, pitches the strongest products or the weakest products as well. I suppose, you know, the, but the the most sort of entertaining, the most entertaining segments will come, you know, because they've they've shortened it down. So I, I'll be interested to see how the new dynamics work on on uh, on Dragon's Den, as I will be on New Tricks, which which nicely links. Um, now uh, Luke's uh, gone. I think has disappeared. Uh, I will. I will let you know how you can get in touch with us. Now we've we've done our previews. You can get in touch with uh, with us all on Twitter. 
Luke is at Luke Custard TV. Gary is uh, at the Gary Show, and myself, uh, I am at Matt's TV Bites. As yes. uh, Luke mentioned earlier as well, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, either go on uh, facebook.com slash the custard tv as, as the the custard tv is very important also uh, if you if you're on uh, zbox which is an app i believe for the telephone but you can also uh, for the telephone the telephone the mobile <laughs> telephone. Uh, you can find us on there we we have our uh, our own room on there uh, yes, where you discuss and i i think uh, we need to be using this more often uh, you do really yeah, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm Judy so... Dent, Cyrus uh, are two fans of us on there. Well, uh, as well they might And be. just uh, type in, if you type in to search Custard TV, you will find us there. And you can discuss with us the latest TV news. And, uh, uh, if you... yeah. And if you want, you can visit the website, thecustardtv.com. Yeah, if you've done all that, if you've been to Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, uh, And on Facebook, I, as I mentioned before as well, the Facebook like, you can just simply like us. On the on the site, and that's it. Then that's done. And and I will plug my uh, weekly article, which features everything we just talked about. It's really, a, it's a good one this week. It is a good one this week. Yeah, and it's purely Matt. So you're just getting into you and me. Uh, I mean, we've got the mill uh, on there as well, which you talked about. Shop last life, week. shop life, new tricks, dealership, and celebrity master chef on there. All in there. Yeah. So yeah, that's so that's you, something if you to want read. To know if what's you going on read. in just Matt's head. What the what the column is like? It's like the podcast without me. Mm. That's what the column is like. But this yeah. is this is the podcast without Gary as well. Imagine yes. just doing the podcast on my own, which 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 I was there for. for one <laughs> I reckon minute. you <laughs> might one day you might have to do that. Well, I'll find someone else. I'll, I'll, it will end up being me, and, and like it is now on the US X Factor, it will be end up with me and three people. You and Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> no, I was thinking more me and, and three beautiful women. Uh, <laughs> like he's got now on the third okay. series, and there's no Chloe Kardashian. Fair enough. Me and Mario Lopez You, you and Mario Lopez. We we reform. I reform the Save by the Bell gang, and we. So you and Mr. Belding. If there's something we haven't discussed before on the podcast, but you would like to know what we think of it, um, we're always up for it. I know Matt gave you out our Twitter addresses, or Twitter names, I should say, but that's the best way. Also, you can listen to this podcast via the website, via Spreaker, or you can download and listen at your convenience on iTunes as well. Thanks ever so much, Matt. Oh, 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 iTunes, you can, well, leave us uh, uh, lots of five-star, nice five-star reviews on there. Um, I know we had the dodgy podcast up on there, the one me and Gary did. <laughs> the dodgy was up cast. on iTunes, and then the the rescued version that Luke did uh, on there as well. But that's the rare misstep on iTunes. But please leave us a review and just five star <laughs> reviews. If you don't like the podcast, just let us know. You know, in, in five, five and star we'll, form, and we'll punch you in the face. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Luke. We've 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 successfully wasted uh, an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, with Matt and I again, I believe, on the Custom Gary? TV podcast. No, Gary. Possibly not. Okay. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.